0: Hello and welcome to the Decrypting Crypto Podcast. It's April 13th and this is Off Chain, your weekly recap of the biggest stories in Web3. I'm Matthew Housebarby and I'm here as always with Austin Knight. How are you doing, Austin?
1: Oh, well, I'm I'm feeling pretty smug today, Matt. Uh, turns out, did you see Goldman Sachs has ranked Bitcoin as the best performing asset of the year?
0: <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. All the naysayers <laughs> uh, have... Uh, I mean, it's. It, I, I was watching um, Bloomberg uh, about two or three days ago, I think it was. And yeah, you know, you, you're doing like the year-to-day uh, asset performance. And what's Bitcoin now? Is it like 75%, something like that? In and around that, it's up. Uh, it's yeah. pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's definitely a positive thing. And of course, we've just had, which we'll be talking about today, uh yesterday evening we had the Ethereum Chappella update. that's the Shanghai and Capella updates uh that that uh, went live. Um and Eth has been responding very positively to to that news. So all is all is pretty good in crypto world, mm-hmm. isn't it?
1: Yeah, I can't complain.
0: <clears throat> yeah, we were just talking a bit before this about the consensus event happening in in Austin, uh, so Austin, yep. you may be in Austin at uh, Consensus. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I always love when I've got a reason to say that, Austin. I, I must say. <laughs> uh, so I think there'll be more. There is nearly always good good vibes after after Consensus. It's just especially for the ETH ecosystem. Uh, yep. We're going to be talking about some shit coins that are raising obscene amounts uh of course we'll be talking a bit about twitter and what they've been doing in a partnership with etoro and everyone's favorite place to get malware <laughs> in the 90s limewire it's back and uh and i think austin you're going to be giving us the uh, the download on that uh should we should yes. we jump in let's do it The Ethereum Chappella update went live yesterday evening without a hitch. Everyone's very happy about this. Uh, I mean, the main feature everyone cares about that got rolled out, which was within the Shanghai portion of that. uh, So Chappella being the Shanghai upgrade and then Capella upgrades to the Ethereum mainnet, all both going live uh, yesterday evening. Uh, The main feature was the staking withdrawals from ETH validators were enabled. And, you know, there's an estimated around about 170,000 ETH that is probably the the worst case scenario of withdrawals. Um, that, so that's around $300 million of sell pressure that could have hit the market. Actually sounds like a lot. It's relatively insignificant. When you consider that, I mean, yesterday I was looking at ETH's daily trading volume prior to the, or at least the 24-hour the, the trading volume from around midday yesterday, it was like $9 billion. So this is a drop in the ocean. That will get absorbed without a hitch, really. And, and yeah. that's to say that everyone withdrew their rewards and sold them, which I, I don't really see happening. Um, I'd imagine... And we're going to probably see, we'll have better data to show over the next couple of weeks, but I imagine a lot of people are going to take those ETH rewards and if they don't immediately sell them, they're just going to convert them into LSDs, liquid staking derivatives like um, Lido's staked ETH, uh, Rocket Pool's R ETH, or Frax's FRX ETH, um, or one of the many LSDs. We talked a lot about that uh the beginning of this year, I think we were doing that episode on mm. on liquid second derivatives. Um but so far, and I mean we are less we're about 12 hours since the upgrade, maybe a little bit longer. And ETH has passed. Okay, it's bouncing in and around, but it did pass officially $2,000 for the first time since I want to say August last year. I can't remember if we actually eclipsed 2k in August or whether we just were around like the 1,990, but I I think it was August. Uh, If not, uh, we definitely hit it in June. So it's been a long wait for, for, that, to, for that to happen. Uh, great time for me to be uh, largely all in stables, but hey, you win some, you lose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, the, the thing that I have thought was kind of interesting was there really hasn't been any crazy big movements yet on the LSD governance token. So like Lido's LDO token, Rocket Pool's RPL token, FXS from Frax, et cetera, et cetera. The majority of them have been up about 5, 5.5%, which is actually kind of just in line with ETH growth. But when you look at the last seven days, um, it's been, they're down about six and a half seven percent 7%. I, hmm. It's early to tell, right, because you're not going to see the real value accrual happen until over the next few days and we'll see if they start to see that ETH outflow into liquid staking derivative tokens. Um, but I wonder if this has been a bit of a buy the rumor, sell the, uh, sorry, buy the news, sell the event kind of situation. And we, we might see a little bit of a dump off in some of those government tokens. It's early to tell. I'm kind of speculating. I'm still sitting on the the side of, I think we're going to see a bit of a uh, a pump across the board um, mm-hmm. especially considering macro which actually looks like we may be one and done after the may potential rise yeah. uh, of interest rates it's hard to see anything more than that um, I'm sure what your take is on on that Austin but no I, I, think I if, agree if anything we may be done but I think at least the A maximum of maybe one more rate increase, and then that that's kind of over, especially seeing the CPI data that came in yesterday as well, which by and large maybe outside of core uh inflation like was pretty good, better than I thought it would be um and equities and risk assets have been performing pretty well, especially Bitcoin uh, off the back of it as well,
1: yeah, yep. Be careful out there, folks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it, it's I, I'm wondering if what we're going to start to see after this nice kind of boost is uh, a bit of a rotation into into mm-hmm. altcoins coming up soon. Feels like we often see that the big pumps in Bitcoin, uh, ETH, and then as people start to kind of like take those profits, rotate out, we see this like big. Kind of pump in in altcoins which we actually had near the start of this year already which i think was driven largely by the arbitrum ecosystem airdrop and we started to see stuff happening in the, the zero knowledge proof and zk sync ecosystem Starkware, etc but um it'll be interesting to see where this plays out i'm, I'm feeling pretty bullish short term until the narrative starts to trend towards Holy shit! Every single company's gotten getting horrible, horrible earnings, and we're talking about recession, um, and that starts mm-hmm. to kind of like push down um, into uh, risk assets, getting a little bit depressed. But overall, feeling pretty good. Chappelle went live, no hitches. That for me is the the really one of the last big ones that we needed to mm-hmm. uh, get kind of the the kind of new version of ETH. This kind of staked. Um, kind of validate a system up and running and returning rewards to to stakers. All good news. Right, let's shift into um, some more risk asset related news but from the wonderful world of um, Twitter or or I believe it's Titter is now what Elon (laughs) has decided to call it. (laughs) All right, (laughs) let's jump in.
1: Twitter? is set to enable stock and crypto trading on the platform in a partnership with eToro, or kind of, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's break down what this is actually going to, to look like and how it's going to work. So the really exciting news is that it did happen. Today, a new feature is set to be rolled out on the Twitter app, which will allow users to trade stocks, cryptocurrencies, and other financial assets. And mm. this is being done through a partnership with eToro. If you're not familiar with eToro, um, yeah, it's worth checking it out. They sort of, I, I wasn't aware of what this was actually before this announcement, but um,
0: I actually use uh, eToro, have used it for years. Um, I, w- I wouldn't actually say it's like amazing. It was one of those situations where I wanted to, especially during, I think, 2020, I wanted to just buy up some. Um, stock in like a really simple way into some like basically take on the the tech kind of rally Um, and it was I wanted to do it through my holding company so getting like an institutional account and eToro was like the easiest thing to get it with Um, yeah it's basically like degen crypto twitter mixed with an investment platform is the way I would explain eToro it's like this social feed which I largely don't pay any attention to but I think social investing is a massive, massive, uh, market and area that's kind of growing and eToro have been taking full advantage of that.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that I thought was interesting about eToro as I was just researching it was that they have this concept of copy trading, um, yes. which is that you can basically just follow the trades of top investors or smart portfolios, um, and mimic their buys and sells to a degree. You can get wrecked uh, together.
0: It's 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 a bonding <laughs> uh, experiment. Uh, it's yeah. great.
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, e- Etoro, as Matt mentioned, is sort of this yeah this mixture of um, like a social network and an exchange. And so they have struck up this partnership with Twitter um, that will allow users of the Twitter app to. Uh, basically get some interesting uh, data on um, crypto and stocks and other financial assets and then complete trades. So here's how it works. What you'll do is search for a cash tag, which you've probably seen on Twitter. It's like dollar sign TSLA for Tesla. So basically just their their stock ticker. Do you know Um, know
0: something embarrassing? I actually didn't know that that
1: was called a cash tag. I I have no idea that's what that was called. It's a catchy name. Hashtag cash. Pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> um, but you've probably also seen like dollar sign BTC dollar sign ETH for Bitcoin and ETH. Um, So same deal. You'll type that into the Twitter uh, search box. And then in the results, you'll see a chart with some real-time trading data, which is provided by TradingView. The interesting thing about this is that this is actually already available for index funds like the S&P 500 and certain stocks like Tesla. But with this partnership, it will be rolled out uh, to everything as far as we can tell or at least yeah. all listed stocks and top cryptocurrencies um, no doubt it will be
0: for doge i imagine <laughs> oh yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh and then there's there will be um some additional features added to this uh such as a button labeled view on etoro and then from Whoa. there
0: you'll be able to yeah what a partnership etoro of str- can you imagine what the affiliate uh, fees that they'll be paying to Twitter are for this uh, this must be a monetization play uh, uh, for for Twitter that makes a ton of sense but damn eToro what a what a partnership to get there.
1: yeah I I was really shocked by that um yeah but then so okay you'll you'll see this button that says view on eToro and then from there you'll be able to click that button and head over to eToro to buy and sell crypto or stocks or whatever else on eToro um. So yeah, you're right, Matt. This is an incredible win for Etoro. Yeah. Robin um, Hood must be
0: really kicking themselves on, on this one because y- yeah, y- yeah. I, I I would go out on a whim and say if you did like the Venn diagram of Twitter users and what they used as a like low stakes retail, somewhat social trading app. I imagine the overlaps going to be much higher on Robinhood than than eToro. Yeah, no kidding. Um, right, and it's a US company, and uh, eToro is Israeli as well. Um, right. So yeah, that is a uh, qu- quite the coup. Um, you gotta you gotta take your hat off to eToro. Interesting to see how this plays out.
1: Yeah, I, I would love to hear about like what the terms of this agreement oh, yeah. are. You know, in, in terms of length. For sure, um, because I think that that would be a bit of a tell as to what their roadmap looks like for this type of functionality on Twitter. I mean, to me, this feels like a bit of a stopgap. If I'm being honest, I, I think that the 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 full on integration that many people have been asking for, or at least speculating about, like you know, going as far as say direct payments in crypto on Twitter. Obviously, that's not what what happened here direct trading uh a direct trading integration in twitter is not what's happening here but it is an interesting baby step in that direction and perhaps an opportunity to maybe test the waters for engagement interest maybe even negative side effects of this type of thing um it's a win-win really
0: isn't it it feels like kind of part of this whole musk building a wechat competitor what is it is it? he's calling it x the everything app or something that he wants mm. twitter to to become yeah it feels like a nice stepping stone towards this etoro take on all of the i guess financial and custodial risk while twitter basically just take on reputational risk right if something goes right. wrong but even then they yeah. can deflect to etoro so um yeah it makes sense uh, and you've got to think as well though this kind of feature isn't going to come to Twitter natively for some time. If they're signing this kind of agreement, you would expect it to be at least a, a multi-year deal. That, exactly. The
1: yeah, yeah. So I think it's a pretty interesting tell. I So I have not been able to prompt this feature yet, personally. The rollout appears to still be in progress, even though it is slated to be released today. Um, I don't know about you, Matt. I, I haven't gotten a, this to appear for myself yet.
0: Just opening, um, just opening this up. Actually, I mean, because yeah, in open the UK, it. All- we get stuff like eleven years later, but. Uh, <laughs> let me try btc as a a open it
1: on your phone because it's it's not something that they're they're rolling out we don't have
0: smartphones here yet so i'm (laughs) on the nokia 3210 i gotta sign i gotta connect via like what is it WAP internet or something uh let me see TSLA. no i don't think i've got this uh let's see i'm doing oh yes i do I do, view oh, really? on Toro. Wow, welcome to the future. Ah, and look nice. at that affiliate link. They haven't even, do you know, they. Uh, this is kind of just, I guess, like somewhat, this will drive you crazy as someone who's in design and UX. They haven't even like made these like shortened URLs. So when I like hover over it, I get like, all of this like really long URL parameters with like sub affiliate ID equals Twitter and it's tick- <laughs> so, like, I've got the whole thing that's just showing as I hover over this link. Um, not that it matters that much. It just drives me a bit crazy looking at that kind of thing. But yeah, interesting. Um, kind of weird that they show, the, like I'm looking at Tesla, right? And it shows me the live like ticker, but it's a, it's a static image. Uh, I guess it makes it easier to yeah. share so Thanks. i
1: got it to i got it to appear for me as well so like in the course of maybe 30 ish minutes uh my i guess ah. it updated in my app as well um, i don't get it i don't get it with
0: bitcoin or anything i only get it i've only got it with tesla let's see if like i would do another stock like hubspot or something like that if yeah. it shows uh no it oh. doesn't show for that
1: okay yeah it sounds like they're they're having like kind of a uh, they're rolling this out throughout the day but it's interesting to me you're right the 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 chart with the stock ticker and everything is it's a static image but if you tap on it it takes you to trading view and then oh, that is an I interactive see. chart and then which i imagine the, will
0: be another beautiful affiliate link as well yeah uh, yeah for no view. kidding yeah Huff. well and then if you tap it, on, Elon uh, needed to raise some revenue i guess <laughs>
1: Ugh, yeah, I mean, hey, maybe you know that you're right. Maybe that's a win-win. I, this is interesting, people. Check this out. Um, if you tap on Etoro, like it's actually not terrible. Which you know, with so any like. type of integration like this, I, I think that there is the the potential that it could be bad. I'm gonna play around with this later today yeah. and and see what the sort of sign in and trading process is like. Because to me, I think that's you know kind of one of the linchpins of this. If they can get that to work in a nice seamless way, maybe even through some type of you know, integration, um, where like right now it's opening it in Twitter's in app, a web browser. Right. Um, yeah, that, that should I would put, love to see well, something guess, cleaner
0: than that. Yeah. I I wonder if it's like, you know, if you push them for an app download, is that too much friction to begin with mm-hmm. versus getting them in to see the stock stuff? Who knows? It's interesting. Uh, yeah. All right, we're we're nerding out on the UX of this probably a bit too much, but I think that is inevitably what we'll do. Uh, But yeah, I think it's really cool. It'll be great to see um, how this kind of plays out. I'm not a big fan of how like you can like quote unquote buy crypto through eToro because you know, it's a it's you can't like take it out into a wallet. You're just gaining exposure to it. Um, That said, though, for most retail traders, whatever. Um, but it's, it's interesting to see this and we'll see how this plays, plays out. All right. Let's jump into our next story of the day. Crypto GPT, a spectacularly (laughs) buzzy new crypto protocol has just raised $10 million in a series A at a $250 million valuation. Um, so why is, this, why is this news? There's a few things I want to chat about in this, right? Because first of all, VCs have largely been tightening their purse strings. Um, so to see this product, which I quote from their, their website, Crypto GPT is the ZK Layer 2 that lets you own the monetization of your AI data. Turn every task of your daily life into a source of income. Right? Uh, okay. So let's just start by breaking this down. So the, they have. First of all, they've they've mentioned this. They have zero affiliation with OpenAI, ChatGPT, like etc. This is the kind of thing that I think we were used to seeing maybe in the 2021 bull market, 2017 ICO frenzy. They've basically just dropped in AI and ZK, which is zero knowledge, uh, and some kind of like yield generation, like play to earn thing, and have raised a bunch of cash. This is... Kind of crazy for me when I'm hearing from a lot of crypto startups that the tide is starting to change a little bit, but I think the SVB collapse has really depressed some of VC's willingness to spend money, that they're struggling to raise anything. So to see what is, and quite honestly, a complete shit show of a of a product. This is like the kind of thing that I see in like the Influencer Telegram, like crypto alpha groups, which... That's where I first saw this coming up. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's just nonsense. Like AI on blockchain that then creates income for you is just, it is just complete crap. Um, But so here's what, so why am I talking about this? So I think on one side, it's interesting that this is something that's raised that much money. And I will also point out the GPT token Right, that they uh, that they launched. It's also up around 40% in the past 30 days. It's been sliding off recently. But when we talk about this 10 million raise, I initially raised it, I was like, who is giving this company 10 million? And then I looked into it, and this company came up, this this fund, DWF Labs. I've been hearing about DWF Labs in pretty much every raise that uh that that I've kind of come across almost on like a twice weekly basis. So I've been kind of like digging into this a little bit. And I don't want to get like tinfoil hat on, but I I tweeted out um I tweeted out yesterday, I think it was, that uh, something along the lines of, oh, I, I actually think DWF Labs is gonna be what that mentioned in the next big crypto scandal they keep doing these raises of like 10 plus million sometimes in the hundreds of million they've been dropping huge amounts of cash on a on a weekly basis to what i would kind of say are just really random projects projects that i look at and i go this is a shit coin right and they're, they're dropping tons and it's interesting they frame these as like a series a investment what they're actually doing though in the majority of these is these are otc token deals right so what they're doing is they are yeah that like what happened with this uh, crypto gpt they're giving them 10 million in exchange for 10 million of their liquid tokens now they probably don't have vesting lockup as a result. So they can dump on the market at any point. Haven't necessarily been seeing that. And while this doing an OTC token deal is not out of the ordinary, it's just the scale at which they're doing this and they've came out of nowhere. And I was digging in more and more and I was looking, okay, like, who's the team behind this? The person that's like the, I think the CEO... Do Quan. <laughs> well, uh, not Do Quan, uh, but I was kind of looking, right? And I was like, all right, who who is this? And uh, well, you know, Justin Sun's uh, exchange that he no largely uh- owns Huobi, right? So it's not Justin Sun who's behind it, but the CEO of DWF Labs... Was formerly the uh, running the Russian arm of Huobi. Now, <laughs> call me skeptical, right? Yeah, but something doesn't feel great about that. Um, I, I I will point out I have absolutely zero inside knowledge into this. Could be completely legit, but I found it further validated. My concerns when after I sent out that tweet where I was like, ah, just casually said, I think these guys are going to be behind the next crypto scandal. I got two separate DMs from, I would just say, major crypto publications that pinged me for a request for comment because they're doing detailed investigations into DWF Mm. labs within 30 minutes of me sending this tweet. And by the way, these, the two separate journalists that asked me for a request for comment have never spoken to before, but they're like, Mm. you will know exactly the publications are. And um, I just, I was like, okay, (laughs) I feel like even for someone that's kind of skeptical, there has to be a reason behind some of this. So what I'm saying Austin here is I imagine Within the next three months, we're going to have a bumper episode where we're going to be talking about DWF. And I'm I'm kind of like just talking about this now to say that we're raising a flag on this. uh, In the same way that maybe we were talking about a few other sketchy VC firms last year that had been doing similar stuff. So I'm going to put a pin in that. Um, Please do not buy crypto GPT tokens. Uh, It's largely going to be... A complete load of nonsense where you're going to get dumped on by whales as per usual, and let's just keep a little eye on what DWF Labs are doing over the coming weeks because no doubt you'll be seeing them coming up in the headlines again and again and again, both raising money and I imagine with a little bit more information about what they're all about. So we'll see we'll see what's going on on that front. Um, but Austin, let's finish out our last story with what can only be described as the most legit technology company that's ever. <laughs> gray star gray star planet Ooh, yeah. i would say all right let's jump in
1: lime wire it's back baby
0: <laughs> love it love it still recovering yes. from all the malware they gave me in the 90s uh, it, what a what a great time the only thing that was uh there to console us at the end of napster was that beautiful green was it like half line half a lime mm-hmm. was like their logo mm-hmm. it's great loved it yeah
1: yeah well i i loved LimeWire as well i actually uh you know I, I don't
0: know about you matt i managed
1: to skirt all of the malware in
0: LimeWire somehow i did not i did definitely did not <laughs> and those mp3s that i downloaded that took like three hours per mp3 yes. at the time on my 56k modem, uh dial-up style, was not worth it. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> don't know what the music was, but it couldn't have been worth it.
1: And I'll bet you never seeded those torrents, did you, Matt?
0: You oh, That's I what was, you get. <laughs> don't, don't don't you assume something like that. I was never just a peer. I was seeding back, don't you worry, for at least what 10 minutes, you know. You just go you yeah, get exactly. a little bit seeding. That's fine.
1: <laughs> All right. So, um, yes, LimeWire is back in web three. If you're not familiar with LimeWire, um, you know, maybe if you're, uh, I guess, what would you be? Gen Z or like a Gen child Z or has something no, like that. I- yeah. no idea
0: what LimeWire is.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, so LimeWire was basically, um, back in the early 2000s, it was a peer-to-peer file transfer service, um, but the, the simple way to put it is um, it's like a torrenting service uh, where effectively you could uh, load up a, a software application, search for a song or a movie or even like a software program. Like, I think I got yep. Photoshop off of LimeWire at one oh, point. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, because um,
0: you would get like the disk images, wouldn't you? And you would do it exactly through, like, the I can't remember what that thing was. It was like a demon thing, a demon thing, or yeah, you would like burn the disk image. Oh, so what a great yep. time that was!
1: <laughs> uh, it was really awesome. Yeah, you'd have to yeah. piece the the software together and then like simulate effectively like a CD, you know, for mm. your computer and then use a key gen to generate oh, key a code. Yeah, And
0: yeah, there would be like those really weird ones as well. Like if you would get like, uh, you'd have the key gen and then sometimes you would have to like crack the software and you'd get this like really sketchy Mm -hmm. like MS-DOS file that would like load up loads of weird ASCII (laughs) stuff. And you're like, this is either going to get me the software I want or the worst virus ever known. Yes.
1: (laughs) But hey, my career was born from those days. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I I was born in that darkness, Um, but uh, anyway, we've lost Gen Z again. So uh, yeah, LimeWire is, it's basically, it was just a software application where you could load it up and search for, yeah, a song, movie uh, program, whatever you want, and then you could download the file. Um, So, you know, think about it. This was like pre Spotify and streaming and all of that stuff. So if you were going to have a song on your iPod, um, you were either going to pay for it through iTunes, or you were going to pirate it through a software like LimeWire, where basically, uh, people would upload their library of songs, and then uh, share it on LimeWire. And then people all across the world could download those songs from LimeWire serving as the file transfer service. So this was like one of the original ways to get free music on your iPod or on your computer, you know, to burn CDs and and things like that. It was a really, really powerful, cool piece of software back in the day. There were others that came before it. Napster, as Matt mentioned, was kind of, you know, the most famous and enshrined one. There was also this one called WinMX, which was like even more sort of basic. Yeah. I mean, I love that one. But and LimeWire they weren't even was... torrents,
0: were they? Because like, I think LimeWire came out initially and it was just pure P2P without torrents. And they mm-hmm. brought in the BitTorrent client into it. I, we've fully right. lost Gen Z on this, right? But Gen, <laughs> like, if Gen Z is listening right now. This is pre-YouTube. Like yeah. streaming was not a thing. It, it was mm-hmm. it, There was nothing. Like you would take MP3s. I was chatting with a friend about this, like, you remember when the iPod first came out and it was like mm-hmm. the, the the main marketing thing was they would they would basically tell you the number of songs that you could hold yeah. on an iPod and that was like the big thing was it 10,000 or was it 1 million or something it was like 1 million songs can fit Mm -hmm. on this ipod and they would show these like stacks of cds in in, like the imagery of like this is how many songs it's like and everyone's mind was blown there's just like the notion of having a finite amount of like anything nowadays from a media perspective is just it's nonsensical right so but that was everything back then
1: yeah, so Matt, you you know, I I remember that feeling as well of like, oh my God, a million songs. <laughs> um, it wasn't a million, it wasn't ten thousand, it was one thousand on the iPod Nano, which 1, wasn't even the first thousand.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Like, what are we? What <laughs> yeah. were we left after the U two album? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: isn't, that <laughs> <laughs> isn't that crazy? Uh, but uh. but that felt like a million songs at the time. Oh my you know, God! I, yeah. I remember. I remember like, uh, you know, my mom being like, who, whoever would need a thousand songs? That's absurd. You know, do you know, do you know uh, what I
0: actually still have, which is amazing, which I just cannot bring myself to throw away. I still have a 200 gigabyte external hard drive from mm-hmm. like the early 2000s, which was like, a, that was like a big expense to get something at 200 gigabytes, right? Because that was like a crazy amount of storage. And it is exclusively full of just the things that I downloaded from over the years, like Napster, LimeWire, BitTorrent, thing, and I've wow. never deleted any of it. So just as a like to store this for years. It's still like a disk. Mm-hmm. It's like not even a solid state drive, right? Like those pre SSDs. Yeah. And it, I, I've still got that. It's in like my parents' house still somewhere <laughs> uh, with like the chunky like printer cable USB that it still like connects via. <laughs> I cannot wait to one day just go back in and it's got like all of my old music and random like software and games that I download, stuff like that, uh, yeah. Gen Z, unfortunately, you'll never have the joy of of that kind of treasure trove. Um,
1: (laughs) You you should tap back into that at some point. There's probably some great memories in there and maybe a bit of blackmail as well. I hope your parents' home is secured because I guarantee there is at least one 2000s photo of Matt Barbie (laughs) dressed up like the My Chemical Romance
0: lead singer. (laughs) (laughs) What are photos? That was the other thing, right? Like you had every single photo stored as a file on your computer there was no cloud like dropbox came pretty much as i was going to university like college time i think uh it was pretty pretty late in the game that that really kind of came about an iphone yeah we had icloud Uh, the first iphone dropped i think the year before i went to college um Mm. so it's just like yeah you just never had any like storage in the cloud. And we are so digressing here. I forgot what we were even talking about.
1: (laughs) Welcome to Matt and Austin's nostalgia hour. Uh, (laughs) Goodbye to all of our Gen Z listeners. Uh, Um, Anyway, so yeah, we have a real love for LimeWire, as you all can tell, and I'm sure that many of you listening do as well. It's a a beloved brand. Uh, LimeWire, you know, because it was enabling so much free exchange of music and media, it ended up getting sued out of existence. In fact, it was sued yeah. for more money than existed in the world at the time. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yep. The yeah. record companies really put an end to that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but <laughs> hey, fear not. Here we are a couple decades later, and LimeWire is back, this time oh, in yes. Web3. Yes. Amazing. Um, and what they have is a game that simulates a Windows XP interface and the old LimeWire interface. So if you would like okay. to take a step back in time and play around with a version of LimeWire, which is fake, but it, it, you know, it is a pretty accurate representation of it, um, you can do that now. And in this game. Here's how it works. What you can do is search for any musician, song, movie, whatever, that was popular in the early 2000s. Usher, anybody? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Most are going to show up in the results, and then you can pick a song to download some of the downloads are going to be good. Some of them are going to have viruses. And I say that in air quotes because obviously uh, it's just a game. A real download isn't happening. A real violet virus isn't included. Um, this is like Minesweeper, but it's LimeWire. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so each download that doesn't contain a virus will reward you with 10 points. And then the game will run until the clock runs out or you get a virus. Uh Scores will go onto a leaderboard and then the highest scores will receive crypto rewards in the form of LimeWire's upcoming ERC-20 <laughs> token, is this how they plan to?
0: Is this how they plan to pay back that lawsuit for more money than is ever won, <laughs> just Either, print yeah. In, printing LimeWire tokens. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's either that or it's their plan to get sued for the most money in the world again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> take your and, pick, you know,
0: <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, all of it is a security, and now you also need another fine on top of that. Yeah, this is great. I, uh, I, I love it. It's utter nonsense, but of course I'm going to go check it out for the nostalgias so we've established. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun. So... um Yeah, you can go on there, you can play around with the old LimeWire interface, you can, you know, download some fake songs, hit some viruses, get on the leaderboard, uh, get some LimeWire tokens, uh, and those those tokens are slated for release next month. So we've got a bit of a time lag here, but the top thousand players are going to receive a total of 150,000 LimeWire tokens distributed hierarchically among them. Uh, as well as some merch packages. I don't know what will be included. Oh, in that Oh, I am merch, here but... for the merch. Real yeah, viruses. Actually, that would be They're going to really send cool. out
0: yeah. real <laughs> ones. <laughs> if I, <laughs> USB flash drives, you can plug in and just wreck your laptop. That—that's the <laughs> merch I want. LimeWire brand.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to be real here. Like, I would really be pretty keen on a LimeWire shirt. Uh, I I think that that would do well amongst our friends. (laughs) Um, I I am
0: here for that, for sure.
1: Yeah. But so the game is only going to be available to play until May 15th. So this is really just like a quick little blitz that they're doing uh, as a bit of a publicity stunt for mm. their NFT marketplace. So you may be asking yourself, what is LimeWire up to? It turns out this isn't actually their initial return. They've been around, uh, it, it, or they've been resurrected, I guess you could say since last year.
0: And I they are now a creator.
1: Mention, I think we did mention something yeah. about
0: LimeWire once, like November or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it was like passing comment that we'd we'd heard something about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some brief comments. Um, But yeah, so as we talked about, they're now a creator membership program and NFT marketplace where artists can basically uh, upload exclusive content behind a paywall. Uh, Mm. And it's sort of similar to Patreon, right? Um, So fans can... Pay to see the content. Um, They can buy NFTs. Creators can sell every piece of content that they upload as an NFT, and they can actually earn royalties on secondary sales. So, um, yeah, LimeWire is still—it's still kind of you know in the same niche, but Hmm. through a different uh, tech stack and maybe you know a little bit more legit now because they're actually partnering with the creators, Uh, and they've done over a million dollars in uh, volume traded, Uh, not huge by any stretch, but it is something, Um, and they have a wait list of three million users and 20,000 creators. So folks just wanting to get on the platform. So that's kind of exciting. It's Cool, LimeWire
0: does only fans, I think, is the, the takeaway. From that.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> didn't want to say that, but yeah, I mean, it's
0: <laughs> I'll say it, Austin, because that's what they're doing, isn't it? Let's be, let's be real here. Huh? Plus, NFT, <laughs> uh, uh, ah, yeah.
1: uh, yes, but wait, Matt, there is a twist. Oh, I have another mind. nostalgic a twi- juggernaut, a twist of that's Lime, back. <laughs> yes. This, uh... <laughs> So, uh, hey, you know that that uh, platform, that exchange that we all love, FTX? You've probably almost forgotten about it at this point. And it, uh, rings it turns a bell. out it rings a bell yes. i think we
0: talked about it sometime <laughs> last year around around the time when we were mainly talking about limewire but yeah oh
1: uh, yeah hand in hand um so ftx has it turns out they've recovered 7.3 billion dollars in assets which is great that is good news the bad right, news right. is they're considering relaunching the exchange in q2 of this year <laughs> what good.
0: <laughs> good lord i tell you what if you get wrecked in, in like ftx v2 you are just a glutton for punishment and you deserve everything you get if you (laughs) you use that exchange again
1: yeah this is the everybody loves the resurrection of limewire nobody asked for the resurrection of ftx but you know what's so funny about it is i think that we predicted that this would happen um we did
0: we did uh, we said exactly that i
1: mean obviously the brand has some value to it um we'll we'll see what happens here but the my favorite part of this announcement was that LimeWire, the LimeWire Twitter account actually responded to this announcement on Twitter and said, guess we're not the comeback of the year
0: anymore. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, that's great. Well, I'm glad that we have, we've managed to end this week's episode on a real high there. Looking forward to everything LimeWire are doing. And of course, cannot wait. To get wrecked on FTX V2, as always, Austin. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, and uh, thanks everyone listening. We'll see you next week.